Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Rory. We're siblings, but we're pretty different. Yeah, Rory, you're really funny. Really funny. What do you mean I'm funny? You're just funny, you know, telling stories. It's funny. You're a funny gal. What do you mean? The way I talk? What? It's just, you know, it's just funny. You know, the way you tell the stories and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Come on, Rory. You, you got the wrong idea. Whoa, whoa, Aaron. You're a big boy. You know what you said. What did you say? Funny how? What? Just... You know, you're you're funny. You mean, let me understand this, because I... Uh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm a little messed up. Maybe. Not sure. I'm funny how. I mean funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to frack and amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I don't know. Just, you know... The way you tell the story, what? We better have one thing in common. Yeah, Rory, come on. I'm trying to like it. Me too. I'm trying to like it. Welcome to I'm Trying to Like It, the podcast where two siblings, myself and Aaron, discuss all things pop culture or pop culture adjacent. We might disagree once in a while, but you can rest assured that we're both trying to like it. In this episode, we attempt to discuss all the things, including the new Steven Soderbergh film, Kimmy, starring Zoe Kravitz. Then we grab some popcorn and fire up our Hulu account for the first time ever on this podcast and discuss the nail-biting thriller, No Exit. But first, we let Rory give us the lowdown on another hit Netflix series, Inventing Anna. Saving money on our like music it? budget. <laughs> Did you like that? Did you like that swanky scat? Diddly dee dee. <laughs> That's what do jazz? What do, what do people say to, to to signify that something's cool? in that I, world I don't, of jazz don't they just but, do like snaps <laughs> um all right rory i don't know if that it's been a long week it has my goodness we uh we we've done two episodes worth of love is blind talk i have yes. to say yep our audience did not come with us for that sequel. <laughs> they did not. But we're going to bring it home with this one and give a quick recap. And when I say quick, no, I guess not Not recap. We're going to discuss final thoughts on the weddings. And let me just say three okay, things. Quick. Um, freaking crap show. So what? And... I was wrong. <laughs> you were <laughs> literally everything that I said, every person I wanted to be together and every person I didn't want to be together were all the ossipits. Yeah. I we did think that Danielle and Nick were probably going to end up together, right? We, so we called I mean, that one I, and then I was, I was rooting for you were rooting for Jared and yes. Ayana. I you were rooting for them. I think those were the like the two that kind of after we had talked about it. Yeah, I was like, okay, Jared and Ayana. I get. I I can I can get behind this. I can back them up. But let, I really thought that Shane and Natalie would be 
together forever. Well, Bunny and Kitty being best. I think he was drunk like the whole last episode. I think he showed up to his wedding drunk. He was acting different than I, he. Yeah. He was acting very different than he normally would. But so in general, yeah, I, I. There weren't. I mean, I wasn't surprised about Mallory and Sal. Yeah. I wasn't surprised about Deep D and Shake. I thought Shake, <laughs> the way he's like, let's have a party. That Herself. I'm glad that she did it. Oh, you know he was upset. You know he was crushed. It was very cringe. Um, but yeah, there weren't too many surprises. I think Shake really made himself no. look bad. Um, oh, pff, for sure. So. Go her though. Like I mean, powerhouse. Deep D was a powerhouse. Like, she's a force to be reckoned with. She knows her worth. Sal, I'm glad he didn't pull out a ukulele and sing <laughs> we, his we went at least, I Don't Want to Marry we went You. one episode without ukulele, so that's good. <laughs> and then Natalie. I mean, who knows? They still have the, like, reunion. Yeah. So pff, they could pull a season one and all be together again. But know, good luck anyways. to Ayana and Jarrett and to... Uh, Nick and Danielle and yes, blessings in their in all. their marriage and their new life together. Let's lay that we move on to, to our next topic. <laughs> Staying close to home, we're gonna talk about the Netflix series. Inventing Anna. I might have a story. Her name is Anna Delvey or Anna Sorokin. No one's sure. She's either a rich German heiress or she's flat broke. The charges are insane. Anna committed real white-collar felonies while posing as a socialite in an attempt to steal millions of dollars. Hi, Anna. I just had some questions. I have a question. What's you wearing? You look poor. She is everything that is wrong with America right now. So, Rory, your job is to convince me why this is worth watching. Because I will tell you... That my wife and I have tried to watch it three times, and each time we have not made it. We we did finally make it to the end of the first episode. Shella okay. has fallen asleep all three times, um, and I feel like there's nothing that I like about this show based on the first episode. So convince me why? Okay, why should I continue? I can't convince you for episode one because it also took me a long time to get through episode one, but I took the the words of people that have watched all of it and some of it that episode one is really hard to get past because it's laying down all the characters in the groundwork. Um, episode two and kind of halfway through episode two is where it hooked me, and I am at the beginning middle of episode four so i was on a fast track to fast track to finish it and then i got sucked into like you know how netflix will do another season's coming in season whatever will be coming out blah blah this day so i got sucked into that train with bridgerton so i watched all of season one of bridgerton because that's coming out at the end Mm. of march and then um, this isn't coming out anytime soon, is Stranger Things, which is coming out in two parts. Uh, so now I'm on that train. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but what I have watched of Inventing Anna, it's just, it's insane the way people's minds work. Because 
she so Anna Delvey, who I guess her real name is Anna Sorkin or something that like right. that. Um, real, real person. So she's one hundred percent real. She had impersonated being like a German heiress, f- full of money, like worth so much money, only to come to New York and be Anna Delvey, and basically scam and swindle getting money from super super rich people so she was living like this double life um i will say it's very hard to watch because her accent like julia garner does a really great job uh i went to anna delvey's instagram and kind (laughs) of was listening to the audio and everything and julia garner she does an amazing job at kind of getting that accent on point um but it is the first ep- the first episode and a half is really hard because it is laying down the groundwork. Uh, second part of episode two and then episode three really pick up because you kind of this journalist uh, who is based off the real journalist is kind of trying to piece together who this person is because nobody knows who she is. Nobody has any idea who this person is. Even the people that were giving her money have no idea who she was like she was that that conniving and that uh, i don't i don't i don't know the word i don't know the exact word to use um manipulative but she um, yeah manipulative but she did it so well whenever i was watching it it really made me think of catch me if you can yeah like the second part of episode two into episode three really gave me catch you catch me if you can vibes. So, I mean, I don't know how much that convinced you, <laughs> but <laughs> I just don't know how to put into words that you that you should watch it because it's just something that I've never experienced before because of the fact that it is just done like it just makes me kind of just envious on how uh, like how people's mind like i would just love to be a psychologist and just kind of get into people's minds and figure out different ways of how this person came to become this type of individual and so with this with this show it is kind of hard to watch because of how everything happens but there's one there i think it's it might be episode one. It may be at the beginning of episode two. But she's talking, Anna is talking to the reporter. Her name's Vivian. Uh, and she says, there, Anna's at the the jail, and Vivian comes in without getting like a media pass and whatnot. And so it's like open for everyone. And Anna is just saying, like, why she's, why are you dressed like that? And Vivian says, well, I'm pregnant and I'm just wearing normal clothes. You're also in a beige prison suit, like prison uniform. And she says, but yeah, I've added accessories to it. I still know how to dress and present myself. And then she says, well, you do know that if you proclaim that you're with the media, you'll get VIP, you'll get special treatment, you'll get transportation taken care of, you'll get your own room, you'll get this, this, and this. And it's just so crazy to me that this person is the way her mind works still 
because the next time Anna comes up, she has her own means of transportation with the media, didn't have to wait the weeks that it would take for the media to give her all this stuff. They have their own private room where they can talk. And it, it I don't So she's... Take that with... So watching just the first episode after three tries um i think the the i guess the thing that that you have to buy into to enjoy this show is like you you have to be interested about this world or you have to be interested in the world that anna delphi or sorkin or whatever her her name is that she infiltrates, right? Like you have to think like, yes, you have to be kind of interested in the world of like high fashion, rich Mm -hmm. people being Uh rich, doing rich things. And I just found it all like there wasn't a single character introduced in that first episode. Uh, You know, Anna, the, the, the reporter who's, uh, she's played by Anna Klumsky. Yeah. She was in my girl. She was, she was my girl. Um, she was my girl. She's uh, so sh- she's the most real, like sort of fleshed and out. And Anders, she Anders home from workaholics. Oh yeah, the, she's she, she's the uh, most fully fleshed out human character in that first episode. And but still, I just it wasn't enough to draw me in. I didn't like. You have to kind of also be sort of curious like oh who is this anna person because everyone there's a certain there's a couple montages i think in the first episode where people are you know just talking mm-hmm. about like oh she has so much t- style she has yes. so much taste and i could care less i just don't care i don't <laughs> and see that's kind of the that's kind of the whole thing with episode one is it does do that a lot but kind of after episode one and into and halfway past episode two it picks up where you're like, holy cow, this person, even the people that were giving her money had no idea what they were doing. Like they had, they had no idea who she was Yeah, because it was different with um, literally every single person. Mm -hmm. It was, it was almost a completely different story. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it's hard to explain it because it's just so eccentric, I guess. Yeah. I guess would be the the closest word that I could use to describe it, but it is, it's good. <laughs> I I enjoy it. I enjoy halfway it. Halfway through, right? You're halfway through. Halfway so through. There's nine episodes. It's actually produced. Um, our the production company is the same company that does Bridgerton. Chandra Rhymes, right? Isn't that the lady's name? Chandra. Uh, it's Shonda Land. Is, is the, the production right. company. Yep. 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 Well, um. Thanks for that. Take. I don't know that I will go back to it. <laughs> I would have to drag Shella along uh, into episode two. <laughs> and since I don't even want to go there myself, I don't know if that's going to happen. But. I mean, you know, it's not for everyone. It's not well, for everyone. let's uh, take a short break. And then when we come back, we will discuss uh, a new Steven Soderbergh. Steven Soderbergh. There we go. Uh, film starring Zoe Kravitz called Kimmy.
Kimmy? I'm here. What time is it? It's 7.26 a.m. Kimmy? I'm here. Call oh. Dr. Burns. I got her. What do you want from me? Kimmy? I'm here. Why don't you run from me? Call Darius. Hey, hotness! Wow. What are you wondering? What do you know? Kimmy? I'm here. Reopen last stream on desktop. I need more kitchen paper. Open yesterday's stream. stream interpreter i may have heard a crime on one of the streams the devices pick up lots of things just mark this degraded audio and delete it welcome back we are going to jump into the hbo max uh film original uh directed by steven soderbergh kimmy rory i mm -hmm. contacted you and i said hey watch this movie um, yep. and part of that reason was because I really enjoyed it. Um, Kimmy is, <laughs> <laughs> I did, and I wanted to talk about it. So Kimmy is, okay. so, you know, Steven Soderbergh, right? Like, yeah, yes. the, he's, he's fam He's a, a great director and has made lots of films that people would know. Ocean's 11. I think he did Ocean's mm -hmm. 12. Um, he did Contagion. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of small films in recent years that have not been necessarily blockbuster films, and maybe some of them haven't even shown up in movie theaters. But um, similar to Kimmy, I don't think this one's been released in theaters. But um, mm -mm. but uh, but yeah, he's an interesting director, and um, I had heard good things about this film, and so wanted to check it out. And I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, Kimmy is the story of a uh, a woman um, who's not named Kimmy. Kimmy is actually the name of a sort of a smart AI home device, similar to like Alexa from Amazon or Google, the Google mm -hmm. Home Assistant. And so Kimmy is a a product, you know, basically a, a AI product that people put in their homes. Uh, who is an assistant, you know, setting times, uh, reminders. Uh, schedules, that kind of stuff. All the same stuff that Alexa does or uh, what's the Apple one? Siri, right? Siri. So, um, so in the film, um, Kimmy, or sorry, uh, Zoe Kravitz plays the uh, lead character, Angela, and her job is basically, to, she's a programmer, and her job is to listen to audio clips that are collected by Kimmy and um, that are hard for the AI to basically figure out or to make sense of. So she, as a human, listens in, makes sense of what she's hearing. If it's a question someone's being, you know, someone's asking Kimmy that um, is a little bit harder to understand or an, an accent that's hard to understand, she listens in and then she helps program Kimmy to respond to similar types of questions in the future. Um, so she kind of helps the AI make sense of these different noises that are being picked up right and so yes um 
She's also our Zoe, our Angela, played by Zoe Kravitz, is also an agoraphobic. Yes, because of a traumatic event. Uh, She had been sexually Mm -hmm. assaulted, I think, and has Mm -hmm. uh, been working with a um, doctor to try to overcome that, but using medication. and, And so has been, you know, at home by herself for uh, who knows how long. I don't think they explain exactly how long she's been kind of stuck in her home. But um, but there's a sense that she's very much restricted to just her apartment. And um, and so most... Very nice. It is very nice. Too, I mean, yeah. it's it's based in Seattle. So the, sh- the, se- the movie is set in Seattle. And yeah, it's a really nice apartment. I can't imagine how much that costs in Seattle, but yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, without spoiling anything, essentially, uh, one night as Angela is listening to these audio clips, she comes across an audio clip that is disturbing. Um, she thinks she's hearing something very violent take place in the clip, and she does a little bit of editing to to kind of better understand what she's listening to what she's hearing and uh, soon comes to the conclusion that she's actually listening to the audio of a murder take place and so that kind of sets off the plot for the the film and um leads her down a path that's very dangerous and that um forces her out of her the safety of her apartment eventually so um, so what do you think, Roy? Did I, I already kind of tipped my hat that I really did enjoy this. What did you think? Where to start? Um, <laughs> I thought it was good. It could have been better. How... What let's start with the good. What did you what did you like about okay. it or appreciate? I I enjoyed uh let's start with the bad actually. Let's start <laughs> okay. with the bad. Um it really took me a long time to get invested in it. And when I say a long time, I mean it took me about two rewinds to the very beginning because I would get like oh i need to do this so i'd walk out of the room and then i'd have to whenever i came back into the room i'd have to rewind it because obviously i don't know what the heck is going on um so the fact that it took me a while to get into it was a huge thing because obviously we've got a little bit of adhd over in hizzy (laughs) i was gonna say like (laughs) i wouldn't hold that i would not hold that against the movie because i had no problem no i had no problem getting invested in it right from the start so and so that that's I'm going to put it on on that more so. But I also think that that makes me a good candidate on good movies, because if it is able to captivate me very, very quick and easily, it's a good movie because not a lot of shows do that, um, which is why Inventing Anna is pretty good because it did that. Anyways, we're not talking about that. <laughs> so with Kimmy, it did take me a little bit to get kind of in, invested in it. Number one. The reason why I wasn't super thrilled is just because I didn't fully like I wish they would have kind of given us more insight about why she was agoraphobic kind of at the beginning instead of waiting until almost the end. Hmm. You mean that was. Yeah. So you mean uh, so you didn't you felt like you didn't understand why she's agoraphobic. 
Yeah, like what because it was during like high pandemic time too. So was it just because of the pandemic? Like was she was she agoraphobic because she well, didn't want to get sick, or or kind of I just was lost with that. Um, I don't know. For me, if someone if we know very early on, and we do know very early on in this film that this is a psychological issue that she's living with. She's taking medication. She's talking to a doctor. Like I, I mean, she and she's. We know that she's been assaulted. So I don't know. I don't feel. I didn't feel like there was anything left that we needed to know in order to understand it. That she, you know, I don't know. I didn't expect that we needed like a flashback of her being assaulted. Not a flashback. I'm just saying, like one of the therapist conversations would have been like kind of a a tell, like a like a this is. Yeah. Blah blah blah. This is what happened. Like how how is that how is that going? How how are you coping yeah, with this? Yeah. I um, yeah. So that is really the only it just took me a little bit to get kind of started with it. Um after it, it got started, I think also I wasn't super I didn't understand why it was such a huge deal that she found this clip, like she heard this clip. Um, just because wouldn't that be like a good thing that they were able to de- like kind of help solve like, crimes and everything? <laughs> yes, except for, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but there, there's a little oh, bit of a, it's been out for a hot minute. I think you're okay. No, I'm not going to spoiler alert. No, I'm not going to spoil it. I need to know. I need to know. Well, Rory, did you watch the whole film? I did watch so the whole it film. should be very obvious why it was a big deal for her to find that clip. But like, I don't understand. <sighs> it just didn't make any sense to me. Maybe I need to watch it. Again. I feel like I you do because it's very obvious why this is dangerous for her to find and to report. So she, because mm-hmm. she believes she's heard a murder take place, she feels like she needs to not only take it to the company. But she needs to notify the FBI. And that is what sets off the real danger for her. Because there are people in the company who very much don't want the FBI to have this recording. Because it's dirty. (laughs) They got their hands in dirty laundry. (laughs) But anyway, it becomes dangerous for her. Um, It does. And so, like... I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Kind of once it started pick, picking up, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is really good. I will say I loved the fact that the neighbor, not the not the canoodle neighbor, but the other right. neighbor, um, was Buzz from Home Alone, <laughs> and in this movie, his name was Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's also funny? I, this is totally what? a Steven Soderbergh, like, just joke, it, w- written into the, the film, but... Um, this, there is an element to this film that is a little bit Home Alone-ish. Yeah. And so, (laughs) I don't want to spoil it, but, like, to have a cast member from Home Alone in the film named Kevin, right, Mm -hmm. you know, and with the plot, the way it unfolds, like, it's, it's, I just thought that was totally Steven Soderbergh just kind of winking, winking at us. Why do people in movies not close their freaking blinds, like their curtains? 
it feels like people in in large cities don't right <laughs> like that's where that's where it seems and like- that just seems so that just seems so stupid because i mean i closed my and we were you kind of mentioned this um whenever you were saying that like with this one and no exit it was hard for shella to watch especially the second one that we're going to talk about because of it being a like prime single women that live alone right women on single women on their own basically in very dangerous situations yeah yes and so for me it's like close the freaking curtains don't let people just see inside I, number I think one maybe in those big cities like if you're in a big city it feels like the other buildings are so far away that you feel kind of distant and they don't look far away. <laughs> and it, I think maybe it's, yeah, I don't know. But it works in the movies, too. So here's the other thing, I, too. is This is very much a nod to Hitchcock um, and Rear, the film Rear Window, which is a fantastic uh, Alfred Hitchcock film um, starring Jimmy Stewart. Um, because not only the pacing and a lot of the camera work, but the plot itself, you know, has a, a instead of a man, it's a woman who is basically stuck in their apartment and mm-hmm. um they they basically all this 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 dangerous stuff starts to and mysterious stuff starts to unfold around them while they're stuck inside this apartment you know in rear window you have jimmy this jimmy stewart character who's has a, a broken leg i think and he can't he can't leave his apartment so people have to bring him food and he's stuck in there and looking out his window and starting to develop all these different weird theories about his neighbors and starting to see mysterious behavior. And there's a lot of that in this that I really, really enjoyed. Cause I, I do love that Hitchcock film. Um, I also thought Zoe Kravitz did a great job. I thought she was really she good did. in this role. She is phenomenal. <laughs> it's so funny. I was trying to, uh, uh, Shella asked me, you know, what we were going to be talking about on the podcast this week. And I said, the hair was a bit much, but <laughs> well, yeah, I said, uh, I said, we're, we're, we're going to discuss Kimmy. Remember that movie we watched just the other night and Shella's like, what? I don't know. What are you talking about? I was like, <laughs> Kimmy, the movie about the, the girl in the apartment. And Shella's like, I don't, I don't remember. What are you talking about? And I said, blue hair. Oh, okay. Blue hair. Yeah. Okay. That was what triggered it for her was Zoe Kravitz's blue hair. Um, so it left a, a deep impression. It on is her. kind of a, like the whole, the whole title of the movie is kind of like odd to me. Um, it's also odd that somebody would have blue hair and never leave their apartment. Like they they only have hair for their own sake or hair coloring for their own sake to see it on in the mirror or i don't know yeah i mean it changes at the end yeah anyway um blue was for sad and then yeah you know green for greedy whatever mood mood i thought that the (laughs) i do think that the the tension sort of ratchets up throughout this film and very 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 uh, successfully sort of puts you at the edge of your seat and has a i I, really great ending i think or really sort of yes satisfying I would, ending <clears throat> i would definitely say that once it kind of got started i really enjoyed it but there were just kind of some key things like i feel like i would have enjoyed it more if if certain things would have been kind of more up front at the beginning just so i wasn't like oh so that's why she doesn't like to go outside like yeah is the like 
the woman, the girl across, or the woman across the street from the girl in the window, is it like she's afraid of rain because of that? <laughs> or is it the woman, are the woman in the window, are but they just afraid agoraphobia, of though, germs? The agoraphobia is like a real and fairly common issue for people. And it's not mm, always, not it's not always caused by a particular event, right? Like there's like some people yeah. just develop that, that fear and they, there's not something they can necessarily pinpoint to say like, this is the cause of that fear. But ultimately I do think yeah. that was part of a, that was a, a plot device that I didn't, it didn't bother me at all, but it was a plot device to keep her in the apartment. Cause I think that's where mm -hmm. the story had to unfold. And she had to be, you know, it was it was a big enough challenge for her just to leave the apartment, um, let alone you know confront the the com the company that owns the Kimmy device. So, but yeah. overall, I just I did really enjoy it. I think it it just had this, like I said, I just kept coming back to just that sort of methodical tension building Hitchcock style. Yeah, unfolding, and I I just really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I I would say uh, I would give it on because I love ratings. Um, I would give it on a rating scale an eight out of ten. Oh, wow. I mean, it's done super super. It's done super super well. It's just and and again, I did enjoy it after it kind of picked up and everything. I think just for me, it was just that begin that first few moments in the beginning and maybe the fact that i had to rewind it a couple times i just okay. yeah i would give it a similar rating eight i think which is funny because i think i liked it a lot more than you did but i i yeah i would definitely recommend it to anybody that likes that kind of suspenseful thriller yeah all right good stuff good stuff good sir so let's take another short break when we come back we're going to talk about another film um, this one also a thriller in its own right from from Hulu. This is the first time we've ever talked about a Hulu um, film, I think, or series. Well, you know this is going to be a hit. Be smash. Okay. We'll be back in just a minute. Darby, 11 days. Honestly, what are we doing here? I told myself the same thing. Rehab doesn't work. But Excuse me, Darby. Phone for you. My mom is in the hospital. I have to leave. Darby, you know the rules. You leave and you're back in jail. The road's closed. I have to get to Salt Lake City. No one's getting through until the storm passes. I opened up the visitor center for some folks and waited out there. So what's your name? Darby. Sandy. Ed. I'm Ash. Bars? Do you have the Wi-Fi? <laughs> no, there's no Wi-Fi. I got one bar by the tree for about 10 seconds. Welcome back. Roy, are you still with us? <laughs> All right, so the next film we're going to discuss 
uh, as I mentioned, from Hulu. Um, this is uh, one based on a, I guess, a quite successful novel of the same title. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And it's a uh, about a recovering addict named Darby Thorne, who is in a... Thornberry? <clears throat> is it Thornberry or Thorn? I think it's Darby no, Thorne. No, it's not. It's just, it's just Darby okay. Thorne. <laughs> <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, so... It's uh, yeah, based on the novel by Taylor Adams called No Exit. What is her nationality? Uh, I don't know. I would think mixed, possibly. I don't. I, her her well, name is obviously. her name is Chinese. Her her family name last yeah. name. So I would, but no. but she um, she's very pretty, and she's she's a great she's actress got very too. Distinct, I thought yeah, she did amazing. But amazing. anyway, back to the plot here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Darby Thorne, she's a uh, the character's name is Darby. She is in a uh, a addict uh, like a, a recovery program basically, and um, oh gosh, right. she has she's has a drug addiction. She's been here. It's it's implied that she's been here uh, many times. That this is not the first time in recovery, and um, there's a uh, a phone call she receives that says that her mother is in the hospital possibly uh, about to die and she uh really wants of course to go and visit with her mother before you know her her mother passes so she needs to leave recovery but if she does there's a threat that she will be arrested and um basically i think she's breaking the term the terms of parole or something um but uh she decides to set out anyway she ends up stealing a, a car and uh, taking off to try to go and visit her, her her mother in the hospital. On the way, um, she's traveling through uh, California, the mountains of California, towards Utah, and is mm-hmm. trying to get there in time to see her mother. A snowstorm, winter storm, uh, picks up, closes the roads. She's forced off the roads into a uh, visitor center up in the mountains where she's introduced to a cast of characters, uh, strangers that she does not know who are all stuck there in that visitor center together. And that is when um, things start going wrong for her. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, and I think I'll have to spoil this element of the plot because I think we need to know what happens that sort of instigates the drama at this visitor center where these people are stuck in the snowstorm and well i mean it says it in the whole well if you watch the i think if you watch the the trailer you're gonna you're gonna find out this well also i think on imdb it also says that that what is in the like the whole let me read the synopsis off of imdb please okay thank you um (laughs) the synopsis is (laughs) i just gave a synopsis no, but let me say what I let me say why I say it's not technically a spoiler. I just said I don't think it's a spoiler. Not a spoiler. <laughs> okay, go for it. What what is not <laughs> a spoiler? Tell me. Tell us the element. Let me okay. read it. Okay. <clears throat> a college student on her way home from visiting her mother gets stuck with a group of people, which is also wrong. She's not on her way home from visiting her mother. She's on her way to visit her mother. Um, things get stuck at a mountain rest stop during a blizzard things take a turn for the worse when the young woman discovers a kidnapped child in a car belonging to one of the people inside 
putting the group in a terrifying life or death situation as they <laughs> as they struggle to escape Somebody's struggling. while trying to discover who among them is the kidnapper. Dun, dun, dun. All right, there you go. Okay, can I can I say something yeah. really quick? I'm going to say a couple of things actually. Number one, anytime Dale Dickey, which is is one of the characters, you have you have uh, Ash, Lars, Ed, and Sandy, and then Darby. Right. Such fun names. Um, anytime Dale Dickey, who plays Sandy, is in a movie, I instantly know that I'm going to love and hate her at the same time because she was also in the movie Winter's Bone. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I loved and hated her. I thought she was the worst human imaginable. But I also was like, man, I kind of like you. I understand. Um, and also, Dennis Haysbert. I think that's how you pronounce right. his last name. Uh, you can't help but love anything he's in because, <laughs> I mean. He played the president in the series 24, right? Yeah. Yeah, he played the president and he's on the far We Are Farmers. We Is are he in is it that one? No, he's no. It's not. No, yeah. it's not that one. It's the uh, the State Farm. It's one of those. And I think State it's State Farm. Farm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he's a very trustworthy anyway. seeming person, which I think they tried to use. They tried to use in this film to kind of throw us off the trail, you know, like because we're like, oh, he seems so trustworthy. He must be the suspect, right? Because the main yeah. character, Darby, she's. She finds this child, you know, taped up, tied up in the back of a van. So she immediately wants to, of course, know who, who is, who has kidnapped this child, and she. I mean, she's stuck in a, a abandoned, snow-filled right, blizzard area with, with these, these crazy, crazy people. Yeah. And so she's trying to figure out who it might be that has kidnapped this child. And so one by one, she's starting to kind of watch these strangers and try to assess how dangerous they might be or how likely it is that they might be the one who has kidnapped the child and um so there are lots of plot twists and uh things that unfold um in this and so i don't want to spoil anything because i think the fun of this movie is all the sort of surprises that come along the way yes. however it is a little gruesome. it is gruesome there's yeah and especially at one part with that oh my, oh my so god so that's a that's a uh i was going to mention that that's a unif another unifying theme between the two films that we're discussing on this episode which is nail guns nail guns are an important part of both <laughs> of both films aren't they i don't want <laughs> in a really strange nail way guns and and Single yeah. women that mixed are, race. are that are <laughs> mixed race single women mixed race women <laughs> that are put in situations. Now let me let me. I'm just going to kind of state some things. Um, when we were talking about this again, Aaron had said it might be it might be difficult for you. Like I want to forewarn you about this. And my response back to him was, "I'm not like most women in movies." So for me, whenever you said that, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll wait to watch it in the daytime and I'll just start it in the daytime and then I'll be fine. So I did. And with no, with Kimmy, I just watched it yesterday. It was fine. It was like late evening, like late, oh my gosh, late afternoon yeah. into the evening. And then with no exit, I watched um, whenever I had some downtime at work. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so we won't mention, we won't uh, remind during, people what your job is. 
yeah. Yeah, whenever I was on my okay, lunch. Good, good. Uh, and so that's what I'm, that's <laughs> lunchtime. So whenever I was watching this, I was like, my goodness. Like, am I just not a girl enough woman? <laughs> because for me, if I, like, if I try, I'm putting myself in these situations, it's like, I bought myself a gun for Christmas. <laughs> I don't think, I, uh, uh, to be fair, I, in the No Exit, I don't think the Darby character could have had a gun with her in rehab. But, I mean, she could have, like, swipe or no swiping. Or, I mean, she stole the car. She knew how to hotwire the car. Why not take a gun? the <laughs> tool that you used? Take the tool that you used to hotwire the gun or hotwire the car and keep that with you. Yeah, yeah. And or you're in a freaking visitor center. There's got to be the the bathroom somewhere. was filled with <laughs> not necessarily a gun, but like the bathroom was filled with well, the nail gun. Yeah. Um, but it, that didn't work for her very well. <laughs> but the bathroom was being remodeled, so there were plenty of things. So I just kind of for me. It's like, maybe I'm just not a girl. I know I'm not a girly enough per girl because I have four older brothers. And so you can't really be super girly whenever you have four older brothers. But also, it's just there, common so sense. So I, I liked this film. Be packing, man. I liked it for its the fun of it sort of trying to figure out, like, who's who's who... You know, who did it and how they're going to get out of it. I will tell and, you. But I will say this. There's a there's one sort of plot twist in this that I thought was like <clears throat> maybe one step too far. Like where I was like, eh, it's too convenient. Um, and I'm not going to mention what it is. But there was just a moment where I was like, yeah, you find out something about one of the characters, one of the strangers that she's met. And it just feels like too too much of a coincidence but anyway what were you gonna say um i was just going well i don't really remember honestly oh i kind of had my suspicions whenever they all were hunkered together uh just about who could have been but there were there were a lot of twists and turns and it's like oh boy but i think i know what you're talking mm -hmm. about and I will agree that I was like, okay, why, yeah. why are you the way you are with this? <laughs> yeah, I just felt it was a little bit too, too like, much of a, um, I don't know. Like you couldn't give us one thing. Like you couldn't give us just one freaking moment where it's all like. Yeah, just... I don't. I it, it's again. It's tr it was trying to sort of heighten the tension, but in doing so, maybe in the book that worked really well. Maybe it unfolded a little bit yeah. more naturally but in the film when they reveal that information about that one particular character it does feel like too contrived and um so yes. unlikely that the whole thing you know it it didn't ruin it for me i still enjoyed it and like i would say i'm going to give yeah. a shout out to havana rose leo uh who is the, the the star of No Exit i think she's she's just great in this and i hope that she ends up in a she lot did. of other Films. I, this is the first time I've seen her in anything. Um, I don't. She. I was looking at her um, IMDb, and she hasn't really been in much. Like nothing that uh, girls will be. Girls will be. It was a short May Day. She was in two episodes of The Chair. Another short called Wake, and then The Sky Is Everywhere. Hmm. But all of like 
Girls Will Be was 2018, and then the rest were 2021, 2022. So I think this will probably be a good good takeoff for her because she did do – super super well like it there's was, a one she has so much emotion. yeah and there's the one scene that i won't we won't dive into in detail but where she is in a very perilous situation uh life-threatening situation and she's you know she's she's really uh agonizing and it's it's just one of the realest scenes i mean uh-huh. the situation might not be um completely realistic but the but her portrayal of it i thought was really amazing and it made you feel the moment in a way that's really uncomfortable um but yeah it was it was kind of one of those where i had to be like okay i'm gonna just look away for a minute and i mean (laughs) in in general uh, this is just kind of a popcorn movie like if you were eating popcorn you would finish the bucket you know just out of nerves you know you would be like i have no idea what i just did but i just ate the um i just ate the whole bucket but um it's it, it does tread into some serious territory with drug addiction and human trafficking and all that kind of stuff so um it's not just played purely for fun i don't think but it it does have that kind of i don't know just a summer thriller kind of uh vibe to it um Mm -hmm. although it's not summer but it's yeah Mm -hmm. but i i would recommend it i think i would give it maybe a little bit lower rating not for children certainly not neither is kimmy no, not for children. Both are rated R, I believe. Language, gore. I feel like this one has a little bit more gore definitely, than Kimmy, definitely. but yeah. Um, so definitely do not recommend for kids. But if you are kind of looking for something, something to watch, Tense. I would give this one. I give it an eight. I think it was still. I, I really, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was done very, very well. Um, I will say. <laughs> The the ending. Now I'm not going to go into any detail. I was a little confused at the ending, just because. No, no spoilers. Oh, I'm trying, Aaron. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the words that I can say without spoiling. <laughs> I can't think of the words to say without spoiling. So I was just gonna like the ending. I was I was confused about. So I had to like Google it <laughs> and be and then have it explained like oh okay i get it now but um i would i'm gonna give it an eight i really I'd probably give it, it a seven i just i did really enjoy it it was just the one sort of like i, I mentioned my one critique of it being just a one step too far in the direction of sort of coincidence and that just kind of took yeah. me out of it for just a moment so um Okay, that's true. I'm dropping down seven and a half. Yeah. But overall, though, it was fun. And it it's always fun. <laughs> it's always, well, yeah, it's, there's ter- it's, a, it's terrible things that happen, but it's the, the tension. If you're into, into, if you're into thrillers, it'll take you on a, uh, uh, quite a ride. Um, yeah. Shella, my wife, uh, uh, right. uh, like with 20 minutes left in this movie was like, mad at me saying why do you make me watch this kind of movie uh, 
<laughs> but she loves it every time I every time I like say hey let's watch this uh, thriller she, she's like she's all on board she loves it but she in the yeah. middle of it she's a little bit like I mean there were some there were some tense moments but it it's kind of and I just thought it was like I don't know it kind of made me reflect on myself like I feel like if some if if I was in that situation I don't think any of the stuff that happened to her in either film would and I don't want to say I'm not saying that it wouldn't I'm just saying I feel like I would have a little bit more you would fight. handle it differently I don't yeah like I feel like sometimes I intimidate I intimidate without <laughs> act, without trying to intimidate so and I think I will say Zoe Kravitz like, is weighs like 75 pounds though so and she's like yeah, four she, foot tall or something. I don't know how big she, she is, but she looks very, very yeah, small. Yeah, she is. Uh, Hannah teeny, Rose teeny, Leo. Teeny, teeny. Uh, she, Havana. Uh, did I say Hannah? Havana Rose yeah. Leo. She did seem, uh, you know, she's not quite as small, but she she has an intensity to her that I thought was really appropriate. Yeah. So, All right, we better wrap it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yes. both two good films, uh, two good thrillers. If you're looking for some tense fun, I think, uh, without leaving the house. <laughs> Stop throwing the word fun it's in fun. there. It's <laughs> fun. Why, why would we watch these movies if they're not fun? Because I don't think the whole, everything she goes through is, can be considered fun. But it's, it, I fun, would not say it's fun. I say tense thriller. Thrillers no are fun. That's the whole point of a thriller is to have is watching. But this it is not like feeling. a soft type of thriller. This is a thriller thriller. Like this is real life thriller. Soft. I mean, I guess not thriller. It's gonna be real life. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take us. Anyways, home. do Take you have any re- recommendations? recommendations? Oh yes, like, one recommendation, anything? and this is not a. Re- I mean, like no one's gonna be surprised by this, but I finally watched the first episode of Yellowstone last night. Oh, and so good, man, I I'm like, why did it don't take Don't you want to be a Dutton and live on a ranch and be a cowboy? Because that's all I, I want in life. I want to have I don't a ranch know about that, and some but I, and some horses and a hat. But it's so, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, does Kevin Costner is amazing. like amazing. He does such well, a I great was, job and it's I was so telling good. Shella because I said this guy, Kevin Costner when I was like 12 13 14 he was the biggest star in hollywood i mean uh-huh. he he was the movie star of that era of my of my young like teen life because he had films like dances with wolves and the postman and Waterworld, and you know some people w- would uh you know wonder if those were successful films i mean dance with wolves was quite <laughs> successful but the others yeah. Like war, the war, right? Yeah. So I mean, he was just a huge star, and he's—it's not like he ever went away. He's had a steady career all along, but this role just is so perfect for him. And uh, that first episode—it's like a film itself. It's like ninety something minutes long, so it's almost film length. But um, it's just—it's just, yeah, it's just really quite, quite good. Um, I will say, I was going to say filmmaking. It is good filmmaking, but it's quite a good series. So it is. Can't it's wait really to good. watch more and of it. it. 
Yeah, it's I I enjoy it. Um, did you ever watch Princess and the Frog? No, we still have not gotten to it. We were going to watch okay, it. Whatever. We were going to watch it with Laser, and we started watching Free Guy instead. That's and uh, we got through about thirty <laughs> minutes. That he liked it. We got through like thirty minutes of that, and then it was time for him to go to bed. So, but he he did like okay. it. Um. So yeah. Uh, uh, I don't have any recommendations this time. I don't think. I mean, you don't have any recommendations because I'm the one that talked about Yellowstone. So, recommendation list. <laughs> so, that leaves it up to you guys. Uh, if you have anything that you have been watching that we haven't talked about, uh, that or even that we may have kind of briefly talked about and haven't gotten further along. But if you have anything that you've seen and want us to review and watch, make sure you email us at I'm trying to like it at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps, no hyphens, nothing like that. And then also our Facebook page, Aaron, what's our Facebook page? Facebook.com slash trying to like it. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, we also have a Facebook page that I can never seem to remember the name of it. And recently, we have opened up a Twitter. So if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, give me a second and I'll let you know what our Twitter it's, is because I forgot. <laughs> it's at LikeItPod. That's L- it. L-I-K-E-I-T-P-O-D. Like it pod. Yes. So we have a Twitter up and running that we will kind of be updating on there as well. So give us a follow if you have Twitter and like. I think I need to follow us Um, on Twitter. I don't think I've followed us on Twitter yet. I followed us on Twitter. So we have one follower (laughs) and I'm following like 11 people. So it's all good. Um, But yeah, if you have any recommendations, let us know because obviously we both didn't have anything that we wanted to talk about. So, well, I said Yellowstone. Um, but I've, I was already watching. You can't recommend something that I've already I finally saw to it, you. and then I recommended that I also liked it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> In other news, thank you for listening again. We appreciate everything that you do when you download, uh, reviews, comments, shares, all that stuff is greatly appreciated. And as always, stay safe out there. Spring break is coming up. Hopefully the weather will be amazing like it was today and the rest of this week. But as always, thank you for listening to I'm Trying to Like It. I'm trying to like it.